This episode of Internet Today is brought to you by ExpressVPN and by Gabby. Now, typically when we talk about hacking on this show, we're usually dealing with someone or a group of people commandeering high-profile Twitter accounts and using them to run scams or say some gamer words. But then there's also stories of ransomware attacks where hackers gain access to a company's systems in order to hopefully convince the victim to fork over some cryptocurrency in exchange for relinquishing control. Uh, it happened to... Uh, a lot with uh, healthcare systems in Los Angeles a couple of years ago. It yeah. was widespread and pretty crazy. Uh, and we, we do actually have one of those stories for you today. But, but first, a recent hacking attempt went above and beyond the typical fare and resembled something out of like a comic book or action movie. Or a video game. It could be a video game. Breach protocol initiated. <laughs> yes. So a hacker or hackers were able to briefly take over a computer system for a water treatment plant in Florida and uh, nearly poisoned the entire town by contaminating their water supply. Yeah. According to Reuters, the hackers remotely gained access to a software program named TeamViewer. Oh, I use that shit. <laughs> on the computer of an employee at the facility for the town of Oldsmar to gain control of other systems, Sheriff Bob Galtieri said in an interview. Quote, the guy was sitting there monitoring the computer as he's supposed to, and all of a sudden he sees a window pop up that the computer has been accessed. The next thing you know, someone is dragging the mouse and clicking around and opening programs and manipulating the system. Yeah, so the article continues, the hackers then increased the amount of sodium hydroxide, also known as lye, uh, being distributed into the water supply. Now, the chemical is typically used in small amounts to control the acidity of water, but at higher levels is dangerous to consume. Yeah, that's the shit you use like if you're trying to make a body disappear. Yeah, it was uh, uh, John Wayne Gacy used it to hide bodies under his crawl space. Yeah. I remember the movie. And it wasn't just a movie. That was real life. Yep. But I remember it from the movie. Uh, <laughs> the article says, uh, The plan employee alerted his employer, who called the sheriff. The water treatment facility was able to quickly reverse the command, leading to minimal impact. But, uh, you know, who knows? Uh, the city says that there were a few more fail-safes that would have potentially prevented their citizens from being poisoned. But the whole ordeal literally reads like something you'd hear from a villain in comics, while at the same time reminding us how easily something like this could happen because local municipality cybersecurity is typically way behind the curve and is constantly a target for malicious people. I mean, it's literally like Batman Begins. The yes. Main, the main... Uh, this, I'm going to poison the water poison supply. the fucking water, Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, also, this is not the first time that TeamViewer has been the victim of a hack. Uh, they've previously made the news for vulnerabilities that could allow hackers the ability to take complete control of your computer. And uh, at least somewhat recently, they didn't require two-factor authentication for logins. So if anyone had been the victim of a previous hack, had their credentials stolen, and hadn't updated any of their information, it would leave them wide open for this kind of and thing. typically with, uh, you know, government-run systems like this, uh, a bunch of people probably are using one login. So it could have really been anything. They, they don't have any information out about who did this yet. But yeah, I, this, is, this is surprising. I mean, I know TeamViewer gets used a lot for like tech support, mm -hmm. remote tech support. I just use it as a remote desktop. Yeah. For if I'm like not at home and I want to check if my export is done. Yeah, but, but the uh, thing is, like, I, I know they have it now. They have two-factor authentication now. Yeah. Obviously, they probably didn't have it at this water treatment plant. No. But uh, like years ago, they didn't even have the ability to get two-factor. So if your yeah. password and email leaked, it was like, well, 
Guess who has access to computer if team viewers got the keys to the castle? Yeah. Now, we're not sure exactly what the vulnerability was that was exploited to gain access to this Tampa area suburbs water supply, but uh, yeah, definitely unsettling. Yes. It's a good thing they caught that before people drank fucking poison and died. <laughs> That's right. Like, it, it seems like they were quickly able to reverse whatever the hacker did, and luckily there was someone actively monitoring hey, the system. pretty weird. At the exact time. <laughs> I'm not doing over. that. <laughs> I know. Like, Imagine, like, you just like, wait, hold on, and it's doing what? They're going to think this was me! Oh, jeez. Crazy that they knew exactly what to turn up and all that, too. Yeah. He thinks maybe a disgruntled ex-employee or something. Or the Scarecrow. Could be the Scarecrow. Or a person calling themselves the Scarecrow. I am the Scarecrow. Uh, so yeah, look, uh, luckily someone was watching as it happened, so no one has gotten sick or died because of it. Uh, but things could have got along wor- or gone along got a lot worse. Uh, the city has, for the time being, disabled their team viewer software. That's step one, yeah. And uh, the FBI and uh, for some reason the Secret Service, I guess they're involved in stuff like this. Uh, they're investigating the breach. I feel like the Secret Service probably has more important things to look at, but I don't know. But Hold again, uh, that's not the only notable hack this week because CD Projekt Red, creators of Cyberpunk 2077 and the Witcher video game franchise, they were also the victims of a hack which resulted in stolen documents related to internal company business and also allegedly uh, some source code from games like the aforementioned Cyberpunk as well as a unreleased version of Witcher 3, the Snyder Cut of Witcher 3. Like... It's the same game, but in black and white, and the Joker's there. Oh, man, it's the unreleased version, the one we didn't release, but it's actually better. Mm-hmm. By Snyder Cut Logic, that's the case. Yes. Uh, the version they chose to release was the bad one. <laughs> imagine Let's how, the bad one. Imagine how good the version they chose not to release is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, the group behind the hack is threatening to release this information unless CDPR pays their ransom, and they've released a statement that is written in a way that makes them look childish and unprofessional, but industry experts warn that this is usually done as a diversion to make what is a serious privacy breach with potential catastrophic repercussions for the targeted company seem as though it's just a goof perpetrated by some amateurs, but it's actually serious. I thought this was like a meme, like an ARG sort of thing. Like, I, I took me way too long to be like, oh, they actually were hacked. Yeah, no, if it was like, I was saying if it was like a meme, it would have had that yellow background that everyone gets triggered by now whenever <laughs> they see it because it means there's a new update yeah. on the uh, the very bad release of Cyberpunk. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's the statement from the uh, very nefarious hacker man. Mm-hmm. Hello, CD Project. You have been, a- <laughs> your have been epically pwned. We have dumped full copies of the source codes from your Perforce server for Cyberpunk 2077, Witcher 3, Gwent, and the unreleased version of Witcher 3. We have also dumped all of your documents related to accounting, administration, legal, HR, investor relations, and more. Also, we have encrypted all of your servers, but we understand that you can most likely recover from backups. If we will not come to an agreement, then your source codes will be sold or leaked online, and your documents will be sent to our contacts in gaming journalism. Your public image will go down the shitter even more, and people will see how you shitty your company functions. Investors will lose trust in your company, and the stock will dive even lower. You have 48 hours to contact us. So, yeah. Uh, I can't imagine uh, actual journalists in the space would willingly take this stolen information, but the, the threat is there. Uh, CDPR confirmed the validity of the hack and released a statement of their own acknowledging what happened, uh, but adding that they will not be paying this ransom. Quote, 
We will not give in to demands nor negotiate with the actor, being aware that this may eventually lead to the release of the compromised data. We are taking necessary steps to mitigate the consequences of such a release, in particular by approaching any parties that may be affected due to the breach. We are still investigating the incident. However, at this time, we can confirm that to our best knowledge, the compromised systems did not contain any personal data of our players or users of our services. So, a bright spot there. Customers weren't affected. That's always good. Mm -hmm. And look, yeah, I mean, everyone except for people with pretty beefed up PCs was very vocally disappointed by the release of Cyberpunk because it was a bug-riddled mess that needed at least a few more months in the oven. Yeah. But uh, we certainly don't think that attempting to take down the entire company, including releasing the hard work done by people low down on the totem pole, is really something that should be celebrated. Mm -hmm. uh, are there executives there that should have probably lost their jobs or at the absolute least? Uh, listen to the people below them who are actually working on the game and knew the release timeline was unattainable? Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But CDPR has already been through a marketing nightmare. They've had their damn near perfect reputation just ruined. Yeah, completely. And they've been forced to refund games that are typically non-refundable. Uh, I, I think and hope that they've learned their lesson without <laughs> the added stress of some programmer's personal information or hard work getting leaked. Yeah. Uh, anyways, this next guy didn't get hacked in the traditional sense, but somehow things got all screwed up within his Zoom chat, making for one of the most pure and genuinely funny videos so far this year. Uh, a lawyer in Texas was participating in virtual court, you know, that new normal that yeah. we're all part of. But uh, he wasn't initially aware that his video camera had a, a adorable, adorable kitten filter turned on. And he was then struggling to desperately figure out how to shut it off and get things back to normal during the case. Now, now this right here, this is classic old school internet hilarity. Yeah. This is the kind of fun, harmless video that people used to share on their Facebook feeds and, and email groups before it turned into nothing more than batshit insane conspiracy theories and general unhappiness. So please, let's just take a second and enjoy this bright moment in an otherwise generally depressing time because we have a lot more depressing stories to get to. So enjoy this. Mr. Ponton, I believe you have a filter turned on in the video settings. Uh, you might want to uh, uh, take, take We're a trying look. to, we're tr can you hear me, Judge? I can hear you. I think it's a filter. It, the, it is, and I don't know how to remove it. I've got my assistant here. She's trying to, but uh, I'm prepared to go forward with it. That's, I'm here live. It's not, I'm not a cat. I can, I can see that. Um, I think if you click the up arrow next to this. Look, I, I'm here. I can just, <laughs> the, the eye, yeah, the eyes are the funniest. Sorry. Like, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> I was like, this is this is pure. Listen, I, I mean, like, I'm here. Like, I can, I can, I can keep going. Uh, I know. I'm, I'm not a cat. He, I love that he tries to, like, convince him that it's fine and that yeah. he can co completely go I mean, forward I'm, with the case. I'm good to go. If you guys can just please ignore how ridiculous yeah. I look, uh, maybe just put it's, a post-it note over my part of the screen. It's not a cat. It's, it's me, I swear. Yeah. Anyway, according to the lawyer, he was using his secretary's computer. And she was the one who had the filter set up. Classic throwing the secretary under the bus. Yep. But uh, we all know the truth. He gets down on some furry groups after hours and probably forgot to reset everything after he yiffed a few times. Mm -hmm. No shame here. And thanks for the wonderful clip, buddy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's, <laughs> let's take a quick break to thank today's sponsors, starting with ExpressVPN. When you use the bathroom, you always close the door behind you, right? You uh, don't want random passerby looking in on you. So why would you let people look in on you when you go online? Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like going to the bathroom and taking a 
big old steaming dump with the door wide open. What are you doing? <laughs> Did you know that your internet service provider like Comcast or Verizon knows every single website you visit? And what's worse is they can sell this information to ad companies and tech giants who will use your data to target you. ExpressVPN puts a stop to this. It creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that your online activity can't be seen by anyone. We use ExpressVPN on our devices. It works on everything, phones, laptops, even routers. So everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can still be protected even if they don't have ExpressVPN. And the best part, using ExpressVPN is as easy as closing that bathroom door. You just fire up the app, you click one button, and you are protected. ExpressVPN is the world's number one rated VPN by CNET, Wired, The Verge, and countless others. So if you're like us and believe your online activity is your business, secure yourself by visiting expressvpn.com slash todaydaily today. That's our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash todaydaily. You'll get an extra three months for free. That's expressvpn.com slash todaydaily. Both of these links will be down in the description below for ease of use. Uh, this episode is also sponsored by Gabby. I mean, we're all looking to save some money uh, all the time, especially now. So let me ask you this. How'd you like to keep an extra $961 in your bank account this year. That's how much Gabby customers save per year on average on car and home insurance. That's why when we were looking for insurance, checking out the insurance that we currently had, we checked out Gabby. Gabby takes the pain out of shopping for insurance by giving you an apples to apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, and Travelers. You just link your current insurance account and in just minutes you'll be able to see quotes for the exact same coverage you currently have. Yeah, it's, uh, I did the whole process. It took like less than 10 minutes. You get your results uh, same day. And uh, yeah, it's nice to just have all the information there and make an informed, educated decision. Mm -hmm. If you're getting kicked off your parents' insurance and you want to Show yeah. them who's boss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Check out Gabby. So like, like we said earlier, <laughs> Gabby customers, they save $961 per year on average. Bet that would be nice to have in your pocket every year. It's a couple shares of GME. <laughs> it's a couple uh, million dollars. It's a lot coins. more shares these days. Uh, if they can't find you savings, uh, they let you know so that you can relax knowing that you do have the best rate out there. And they'll never sell your info so no annoying spam or robocalls. And you might be overpaying for car and home insurance. So see how much Gabby can save you. It's totally free to check. There's no obligation. Go to Gabby.com slash Today Daily. That is G-A-B-I dot com slash Today Daily. Gabby.com slash Today Daily. Okay, so I uh, guess we should probably talk about that Gorilla Glue uh, catastrophe since it seems to be the biggest thing happening online after the last few days since that Super Bowl. The commercials in this year's Super Bowl, not great. <sighs> no. Not noteworthy. Kind of a big failure overall. Uh, can you, like, name one commercial you saw. Well, I, I certainly hate oat, oat milk now. I was going to get... Yeah, what uh, the fuck was that shit? <laughs> I was, you know, I was really liking, I have uh, these coffees that I have oat milk in, and I'm like, yeah, hey, that's pretty good. No, not for me anymore after I heard that guy's singing voice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like the Reddit five-second ad. That was clever. That was clever. Um, the, the rest, I mean, nothing really nothing really stood out. Nope. Garbage. Drake from State Farm. That was okay, I guess. So there's your Super Bowl recap. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, God, uh, uh, Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. There we go. Anyway, here's the gorilla, the gorilla Glue story that's been popping up in that trending tab off and on for the past few days. As updates to this saga have poured in, it's... Uh, a lot of layers to this. So yeah. a woman named Tessica, who was described as a TikTok influencer, uh, ran out of her typical hairspray and decided to substitute the product. Uh, it's not designed for human hair, but no. she used Gorilla Glue brand spray-on adhesive and just, whoosh, just gave her head 
the treatment that she would normally do with hairspray. And then mm -hmm. she left that glue in her hair and on her scalp for about a month before finally realizing there was no fucking way she was getting that shit out. Yeah. Resulting in a trip to the local ER, which also apparently turned into a big, painful waste of time. Yeah, I, I mean, I, we would say that this is absolutely one of the dumbest things that someone could do to themselves. But then again, that journalist admitted to washing their hair with dog shampoo for an extended period of time, whether they were lying or not. So this is plausible, I guess. Uh, although that mistake, uh, the dog shampoo, was less detrimental and painful than this one, apparently. Uh, anyways, TMZ has all the updates because, of course, they do. Quote, sources familiar with the situation tell TMZ, Tessica's weekend trip to the ER was another disaster. And Gorilla Glue's tip to use rubbing alcohol to remove the product was a colossal failure. Oh, no. Now, it should be noted that uh, apparently this was a fake Gorilla Glue account that was advising oh. putting rubbing alcohol on there. Oh, so that wasn't... Uh because I, I was fooled. Another Gorilla Glue account was like, uh, this isn't our account. Uh, we didn't give this advice. Yeah, I would imagine rubbing out, you would need some more s serious, like, solvents. Because Gorilla Glue, I mean, it's And they tried. Yeah, Gorilla Glue is something you buy when you're like, I don't want this to break ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great stuff. It but, is good uh, stuff when used properly. But that means undoing... Look, the this hair stayed exactly the way she wanted it yeah. to for a month. In a lot of ways, this is sort of an ad for Gorilla Glue. Uh-huh. Look at, look at what you can do with it. If you don't ever want to get something out of your hair. Anyway, TMZ sources said that she, quote, spent 22 hours in the ER and the staff was dumbfounded. We are told healthcare workers put acetone on the back Jesus. of her head, but it burned her scalp and only made the glue gooey before hardening back up. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they're told that she was instructed to keep trying the potential remedy back home. But, uh, yeah, rubbing alcohol still has not proved to be the cure. Um, she's apparently looking at filing a lawsuit against Gorilla Glue because this is America. Uh, with the reasoning being that uh, aside from the warnings on the bottle not to get the product on your skin or in your eyes or on your clothes, it says nothing about the product's use in human hair. Uh, Gorilla Glue, of course, has responded, saying in a statement, quote, We are aware of the situation, and we are very sorry to hear about the unfortunate incident that Miss Brown experienced using our spray adhesive on her hair. This is a unique situation because this product is not intended for use in or on hair as it is considered permanent. Our spray adhesive states in the warning label, quote, Do not swallow, do not get in eyes, on skin, or on clothing. It is used for craft, home, auto or office projects to mount things to services such as paper, cardboard, wood, laminate, and fabric. We are glad to see in her recent video that Miss Brown has received medical treatment from her local medical facility, and we wish her the best. What do you want us to do, lady? <laughs> I don't know. We had the, the warning label on it. It's fucking Gorilla Glue. It's glue. It's, I'm, but it's, it's not even just glue. Because, I mean, back in, like, the 80s, a lot of punk kids would use, like, Elmer's glue, yeah. which is water-soluble. They'd use that in their hair to get those, those spikes, spikes looking all cool. Yeah. But that's water-soluble. It, it will wash out. Gorilla glue, not the case. You're fucked. Yeah. Anyway, I love how they, they end it with, uh, like, <laughs> good luck. Uh, our product is sure as strong as fuck. We wish you the best. <laughs> yeah, I mean... This is a testament to our product. Yep. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she's got a GoFundMe and a, a couple doctors reaching out to help. So hopefully she's fine and has learned a valuable yet embarrassing life lesson. I mean, she uh, willingly posted the videos online. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. Isn't this crazy? <laughs> I really fucked up, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's exactly... The yeah. video is like, I made a big mistake. Yeah. So, uh, so I, yeah, not sure if that lawsuit's going to work. 
But whatever. Yeah. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Speaking of stupid fucking mistakes with even worse outcomes. Um, so this is obviously horrible because of what happened. But it would be dishonest for anyone to say that they didn't see this coming a million miles away. Uh, this next story was an inevitability, yeah. or at least something highly likely. Uh, someone actually finally fucking died as the result of attempting a stupid YouTube prank where they made someone else feel like they were being robbed as a prank. Yeah. Bro. We weren't really going to stab you, bro. It was a prank, bro. Yeah. Whoa, hey. Yeah, I mean, th there's been... I, I think there's been more deaths, like th definitely outside of the country, but at least one within America where the it was like the loaded gun shooting through a book prank. Yeah, that one that, was yeah. fucked up. Um, so, look, uh, this prank... What we just explained, that's basically what happened uh, outside of a local trampoline park near Nashville, Tennessee. According to NBC News, a man was shot and killed in the parking lot of a Nashville business Friday night after a robbery prank for a YouTube chat channel went wrong, according to police. Now, according to witness statements, police learned that Timothy Wilkson and a friend approached a group of people, including David Starnes Jr., with butcher knives as part of the prank. Starnes told detectives he was unaware of the prank and shot Wilkes in self-defense. This is terrible. Running up to people with butcher knives with the intent to get a... Uh, that's The whole intent is getting a huge reaction out in of them. A, in a state with uh, very generous concealed carry laws. Yeah. Uh, and it's all for the purpose of a prank video. That carries a huge risk. They do not know that it is a prank. Yeah. And like you'd imagine... I don't know if this guy was with his family or has kids or whatever, but if you're a parent with your kids and a bunch of 20-somethings run up with knives, like... yeah. Also, You're going like, to have an adverse reaction. Also, what's the joke here? I like these are these are complete strangers. They're not even <laughs> like your friends. Yeah. Like you're just scaring people for what? Like what well, how would they expect this to play out? Just like Look, we really pissed them off. Yeah, they just terrify these people, make them think they're about to die, and be like, ha, just kidding. You aren't gonna you aren't gonna die. You have you're a new lease on life now. Like this was a I mean, this was a crime before people <laughs> got killed. Yeah. So it's I, not yeah. the old Sam Pepper kidnaps his friend. Yeah. Remember him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Fucking Sam Pepper. That was, geez, what, five years ago? It's been a while. Yeah. Anyways, let's try to end this episode on a, a bit of a lighter note, I guess. I mean, hey, would it surprise you to know that Rudy Giuliani was probably drunk as fuck during that now infamous press conference where his head looked like it was leaking oil? It makes so much fucking sense. Yeah. Well, if the former CEO of Overstock.com is to be believed, that seems to be the case. In a blog post about the final days in Trump's White House and his administration's desperate attempts to somehow overturn the results of the election, he indicated that Giuliani had been up drinking like a madman the night before, uh, drinking three triple scotches on ice over the course of 90 minutes, uh, very late into the night. How many cigars did you have? Uh, probably a lot. <laughs> he loves his cigars. And, and as someone who has uh, in, in previously consumed lots of scotch and cigars on the same night, I don't know. Like, woo! It fucks you up. Yeah. I don't know how, like, I get hangovers. I'm 35. I get hangovers. And I feel like death. I don't know how like, Rudy I, Yeah. I don't so, know how these old guys can fucking do this. Rudy Giuliani probably woke up the next morning and drank because that's the only way to really relieve it. Yeah. Or it, he's just constantly temporarily pushing the hangover back. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Uh, and so that's the thing was this happened between 1130 at night and 1 a.m. When he drank three triple scotches. I don't think those were the only drinks he had. The Overstock CEO is <laughs> like, I can't attest to what he had before this, but I'm sure that he wasn't sober when uh, he had this. The amount of sweatiness, and, and Rudy is a sweaty guy. There's pictures of him. Oh God, I'll see if I can find it. There's this picture of him from like uh, CPAC or some shit where yeah. he is just drenched. Like, 
like it looks like he did the ice bucket challenge. Yeah. Um, so uh, and that's that's uh, that is a symptom of uh, well, this hardcore is, uh, daily alcoholism. And so. this isn't like the first time either. There's you if you just Google Rudy Giuliani drunk, there yeah. are articles for years about how he's like a security risk uh, with all the intel in the Trump administration. Uh, in the Borat movie, when he's doing an interview, which like, if you're, a, not, he's not a politician anymore, but like the president's lawyer yeah. representing like a, a party in the government. And like the first thing you do in the interview is like pour yourself a scotch. It's I think he looks, he thinks he looks cool though. He's like, I he's, think he's doing it to relieve any anxiety he has because this guy is just well, that too. a mess. That too. Uh, anyways, uh, the next morning at 10 a.m. was when the infamous press conference happened. And yeah, he definitely looked like a guy who'd been up all night drinking and probably had some hair of the dog to calm the nerves before that press conference yeah, too. Gonna look, you don't want to be up there with the DTs. You got to, <laughs> you know, a little hair of the dog. <laughs> and then they just need to blah, 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 things blah. out. Oh, it boy. He, he couldn't come out anywhere else, so it yeah. leaked out the side of his head. Yeah. And uh, he, he probably stank. Like oh, the, yeah. Those, uh, those, but he's those hangover sweats are just, it's awful. He's like, one, like anyone around him would be like, well, you know, he's old. He's kind of rotting from the inside <laughs> out. That's just how old people smell. It's how old al- alcoholics smell. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, it explains a lot. The uh, uh, the Trump impeachment uh, trial is currently happening. He's it got was... a great lawyer up there <laughs> defending him. <laughs> Joe Biden won the election. My, I rest my case. Fuck. Wait. Wait, hold on. Uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's quite, uh, quite the uh, intro. They showed the, uh, the insurrection video to start things off. The lawyer admitted that Biden won the election. Uh, then he said, like, it, 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 it's been a lot to sit through. Um, so we haven't done, like, a recap on it. But uh, yeah. just go on C-SPAN, the C-SPAN YouTube channel. You can yeah. see all the clips from it. Anyways, that's it for this week's, uh, today's episode. We'll be back with uh, some Tech News Day and some uh, more videos throughout the week. In the meantime, please check out our most recent episode of Weekly Weird News right over there. And, of course, another uh, news dump right there for you. If you're uh, new to the channel, please hit the subscribe button, and we'll see you very soon. Bye. Tap the bell.